This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, I'm Keith Kam. This is The Property Show. This week, we are speaking to Samuel Tan. He is the Executive Director of KGV International Property Consultants, Johor. Because after several years of challenges brought on by the pandemic, Johor Bahru's property market is showing signs of a resurgence, buoyed by the ongoing development of the Johor Bahru Singapore Rapid Transit System link, as well as several other announcements, such as the proposed Johor Singapore Special Economic Zone, the designation of Forest City, into a special financial zone as well as the potential revival of the KL Singapore high-speed rail. So industry experts have predicted that all these will contribute to significant changes to the JB property market with benefits ranging from residential to commercial properties as at the third quarter of 2023, transaction volumes and value of properties have recorded a year-on-year growth of 19% and 16% respectively in the first nine months of 2023. Welcome to the show, Samuel. Samuel, um, just a brief introduction of the Johor Bahru landscape. What are the areas property investors tend to seek out and, and why? Uh, it's interesting that you are talking about the Johor Bahru market because the last one, two years, we've seen a lot of pickup with what you have mentioned about the catalytic project and some ongoing as well as some which have been proposed. Now, moving forward uh, with the special economic zone and the special financial zone, I believe the manufacturing sector will be the star performer. Yeah. Expect both relocation of plants in Malaysia as well as the expansion of the existing plants in Malaysia. I believe the trade war between US and China is one of the main reasons for the above. Uh, but Malaysia has also been more friendly in terms of its uh, tariff with most countries. And this makes sense for them to set up shop here. Our investment policies are also user-friendly. This coupled with our resources, logistics and trade routes. Friendly weather, languages, laws and a host of others make uh, Malaysia a very logical choice for investors. Now, having said this, we still face some competition from some of the ASEAN countries. Now, I want to elaborate more micro uh, aspect in that each state in Malaysia has its own cluster and they will be capitalizing on their strength to attract investors. For example, Johor advantages are in the logistic, petrol and petrochemical, mm-hmm. chemical, food and food manufacturing sectors. In the services cluster, it is also doing well in the healthcare and education sectors. Johor has in the past years been attracting a lot of players in the data center and renewable energy players. Penang, for example, on the other hand, it's excellent with the E&E, with a strong ecosystem to attract both the up and downstream activities. Mm-hmm. Healthcare is also strong, a lot of patronage from people in Medan. On the other sectors which will do well is the tourism, with some of the many natural touristic destinations and with the cheaper ringgit, it is really value for money for people to tour in Malaysia. Right. Not only are our hotel rates low, we are also endowed with a wide varieties of food. Our climax is friendly, especially for those who want the respite from the harsh winter. So people are friendly uh, also. Yes. So I believe one mines is one of the sectors which should be aggressively promoted. Hope this addressed uh, your first question. 
What are the key areas do property investors tend to seek out for the different types of real estate investment opportunities in, in, in Johor? Uh, you, you know, are they more residential, commercial or industrial in nature? Now that depends on the region. Yeah. In JB, I think we will have a lot of interest in the residential and industrial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe the same thing will happen in Penang. But uh, in KL, probably people will also be looking at the office sectors. And then what types of properties are well sought after in JB? What types of foreign investors tend to concentrate more towards uh, in Johor? Are they basically Singaporeans as we tend to assume all the time? Singaporean has been the bulk of the purchaser in the past, but because of our uh, policy which keep changing over the many years, I think they are more wary of uh, possible changes after they have uh, purchased a property and then we slam them with uh, all kinds of taxes and Mm -hmm. uh, fees. But uh, I think one of the things that we have to concentrate would be Malaysians who are working in Singapore. This forms a large bulk of the purchasers who are the first mover when it comes to new launches in Johor. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't said this, I am not discounting off uh, Singaporeans who will buy property in Johor, simply because uh, the strong currency and the high cost of uh, living, high cost of uh, ownership in a property in Singapore has spurred them to look for alternative uh, location. And obviously, uh, Johor Bahru is the best choice for them to invest because they can come here for their holiday home. They can also uh, manage the property easily. Um, for someone like me who, who's not that uh, familiar with the uh, crossing of the border between Malaysia and Singapore uh, on, a, on a daily basis, does that actually make sense to uh, Singaporeans who want to like live maybe in Malaysia or, or Malaysians who work in Singapore but want to live in uh, across the border in Johor? Does crossing the border on a daily basis make uh, economic sense? Is it easy? Now, in the past, this seemed to be a deterrent because of the inconveniences that uh, people had to cross daily. But uh, there are two factors that you have to look into it because now that uh, RTS will be operational by the beginning of 2027, Mm -hmm. uh, this will address the whole issue of connectivity because once it's done, uh, the whole travelling will be very seamless. So this is something that people are anticipating and therefore... They will buy property in JB in anticipation of the completion of the RTS link. Now, the other factor that will be a pull factor or to get people from Singapore, whether they're Singaporean or Malaysian working in Singapore, to stay and buy property in Malaysia or in Johor Bahru is because of the cost of rental and cost of ownership in Singapore. Now, for example, uh, one bedroom uh, HDB flat in Singapore will cost you about $6 one now, this is equivalent to about 3,500 3, ringgit. Now, for 3,500 ringgit, you can rent a good landed uh, property in JB. So, I think this uh, figures make sense for them to relocate here in spite of the small inconvenience that they have to travel in every day. As a quick overview, Samuel, how did the market in Johor uh, perform in 2023? Now, as you mentioned right in the beginning of the talk, uh, up to quarter three, 2023, 23,624 properties were transacted at 16.17 billion mm-hmm. compared with 18,188 property in the preceding term. Now, this indicated that uh, 
transaction volume and value has registered a growth of 19 and 16% respectively in the first nine year, months of the year against the last year's figure. Now, coming to quarter three of 2023, the transaction volume and value registered a 64.9 and 93.6 growth respectively. Now, this is a very phenomenal uh, growth rate if you find uh, things moving. Now, the uptick in the market reflects the market sentiment, which has shown signs of improvement mm -hmm. given the visibility of the Johor Bahru Singapore RTS project, as well as the announcement of the proposed Johor Singapore Economic Zone, the shaping of the forest city into a special financial zone, and the potential revival of the KL Singapore High Speed Rail. Um, just just for comparison, how does that uh, how did that performance figure relative to the rest of Malaysia, especially like say the Klang Valley and Penang? It sounds like it's a lot more. It's a lot hotter than what we see in this part of the world. This Certainly, twenty twenty three up to the third quarter. JB or Johor has performed a lot better than all the other regions. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, uh, the spurring factors are what I've indicated earlier on. The opening of the border uh, in April last year has again been one added advantage, uh, which caused people to cross over from Singapore mm -hmm. uh, to buy property in Johor Bahru. Are you seeing problems with unsold and overhang, overhung units in, in Johor as, as is indicated in a lot of uh, NAPIC figures? Yes, uh, certainly Johor Bahru has a lot of uh, unsold property, particularly for high-rise residential. I believe that if you look into this uh, figure, you may get a very alarm. But really, if you go into the actual figure, uh, it is not so serious as perceived to be. Now, let me give you some uh, numbers on this. Yeah. There are about 16,000 overhang units on the market. Now, overhang units are units unsold after nine months from the date of official launch. Such an influx of high-rise residential property, if it continues unabated, might overstress the market. Now, landed residential property remains resilient and are in high demand for those priced within 600,000 and those in the popular area. Now, from the statistics that we have collected, there are close to at least 60,000 units of future supply yeah. of high-rise residential property in the pipeline. To tackle this problem, developers need to be prudent and the authorities need to monitor and act accordingly should the future supply start to become excessive and unsustainable. On the property show this morning, we are talking to Samuel Tan, the Executive Director of KGV International Property Consultants, Johor, to discuss Johor Bahru's property landscape. After the break, we will explore key trends and outlook for the sector. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Property Show. On the line with me, we have Samuel Tan, Executive Director of KGV International Property Consultants in Johor. Now, Samuel, going forward, there are a lot of uh, ongoing and proposed government initiatives to, to look forward to that will hopefully spur uh, property demand in Johor and indeed Johor Bahru itself. We've got the uh, RTS link, we've got the Singapore, uh, the Johor Singapore Economic Zone, etc. What are you most excited Excited about now, of course, the uh, first thing would be the RTS link, and RTS link is currently about over fifty percent completed, and is on schedule to be operational by the beginning of twenty twenty seven. Now, the completion of this project will see the realization of the long-awaited Shenzhen Hong Kong model over here in 
JB. Travelling between Johor Bahru and Singapore will not only be faster but seamless. What needs to be addressed is to ensure that the last mile connectivity is addressed. The stakeholders are aware of this and they are making plans to implement park and ride concept with buildings and land already identified for this purpose. Now, the Iskandar BRT should be ready by then to complement the project. This later project will cover over 90% of the Johor Bahru district mm-hmm. and at affordable fare. Touted to be the game changer, the RTS together with the Special Economic Zone and Special Financial Zone will change the landscape of the district. With the link completed, even offices, malls and F&B outlets will benefit from it. Now, we expect an influx of people from Singapore to JB due to the lower cost of living and more leisurely pace of lifestyle. At the same time, we have to be mindful that the ease of travelling may also mean that more Malaysians may seek employment in Singapore due to their stronger currency. This is one issue that the authority in the private sector should navigate carefully and should start now and not when the RTS is operational. Yeah, actually, that's an interesting point you bring up, Samuel. Uh, if more yeah. Malaysians tend to end up maybe wanting to stay in, maybe wanting to work in Singapore rather than in Johor, do you think the cost of living and subsequently the cost of property in Johor would uh, you know, go up uh, in, in response to that? I think uh, it is quite inevitable this will happen because while people are working in Singapore, they may stay in JB. Yeah. And because of the strong currency, they are prepared to buy things at a higher price, competing with those who are earning ringgit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is something which uh, we think will happen, but how to navigate it is another story altogether. You mentioned just now as well, uh, you compared it to the way Hong Kong residents cross over into Shenzhen and, 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 and vice versa. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if you can, if we can actually work out the logistics of moving passengers back and forth, what about the uh, the, the formality of, of, of uh passports and, and immigration, would do you have any indication that there might be an improvement in that sense? Well, that has been uh, thought through. Now, what happened is going to be a co-immigration. There will be one immigration where both Singapore and Malaysia custom immigration counter will be located. And also in JB, uh, same Singapore and Malaysia's immigration counter will be lo- located. And therefore, any passenger need only to go through one counter mm-hmm. in either Singapore or in JB. They did not go to two. This will cut down the time and cut down the queue. And this is one way to improve uh, the travelling time. Now, the Johor Singapore Special Economic Zone, that's something that's expected to be formalised soon. I think uh, later this month with both the Prime Ministers from both countries uh, at the signing ceremony for the MOU. What do you think property investors can can expect and and what have they been gearing up to before this happens? Okay, maybe I'll give you a little bit of background uh, before I answer directly your question. Sure. On the... uh, 11th of January, the Memorandum of Understanding will be inked and the feasibility study will then be carried out by the Joint Ministerial Committee for uh, Iskandar Malaysia to identify the focus of the zone, especially from investors and also market demand. The SEZEC will enhance the business ecosystem in Johor Bahru and Singapore. Special tax arrangement and uh, 
bonded warehouses and others will also improve the flow of goods between the two countries. SZ can be something meaningful for Johor Bahru as a place for investors, while companies in Singapore can think of having a presence on both sides to tap the strength and resources. Such cross-nation collaboration will be beneficial to both economies if both countries can cast aside any legacy burden and some unseen circumstances which may come along the way. I would like to suggest several proposals. SEZEC should define the targeted industries such as renewable energy zone, E&E, smart logistics and biotechnology. Incentives should be given to today's specific industry rather than geographical centric. This incentive, incentive includes taxes should be for a specific period for both corporate and knowledge workers. Mm-hmm. Fast track approval for development license, workers recruitment and others should be provided. A one-stop agency with a whole hand policy should be adopted to ease setting up a business in Johor. Both the federal and the state agencies should coordinate to ensure a seamless process for the investors. Now, the domestic investors, which are the backbone of the Malaysian industry, must never be left out. Incentives should also be given to them. The government should assist them in the digitization process and assist them in opening up a new global and local market for their products and services. Hence, the authorities and administration from both ends should always strive to resolve any differences amicably and seek for a win-win solution. Now, Samuel, if we could just switch gear a little bit. Uh, recently, yeah. I understand that you were actually interviewed by the BBC regarding Forest City, in which they did a piece calling it uh, pretty much a, a ghost city. I was wondering if you could just uh, give us a bit of clarification on maybe what the real situation of Forest City is and is there any hope for it? Now, Forest City, when it first started, was a thriving place attracting a lot of mainland Chinese and also the Singaporean with a small proportion of Malaysian. But with the pandemic and also the currency control uh, implemented in China, this has slowed the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. Of course, the political tone under the previous government has sort of discouraged a lot of uh, investors from coming in to buy for a city. But this doesn't mean it will be a gold city forever. The government has taken steps to put things in place. You notice that uh, a lot of firm shooting has been done by Netflix as well as the Korean TV channel. Now, moving forward, the Southern of Johor has proposed and also the Joint Ministerial Committee has proposed that Forest City will be made into the special financial zone. Mm -hmm. When this are realised, I think Forest City will pick up a new life again. of course, this is a long shot, it's a long call, mm-hmm. but I don't think we can dismiss uh, the revival of Forest City. In uh, the meantime, they are not developing further in the islands, but they're concentrating on the mainland where the golf course is located. So they're building around the golf courses and this will attract a lot of uh, local buyers rather than the Chinese overseas buyers. There are also talks that uh, Forest City itself might be made into uh, a duty-free area. Does that actually make sense for an area like that? Actually, it is already a duty-free area. Okay. The only thing is that how do we attract buyers and also consumers to go into the Forest City? There are a lot of people who go there to uh, take photos and also for their 
outings. But what we really need are the right target group of people who are who have the purchasing power to move there. Now, one of the suggestions I've given to the management of Forest City is that they should make Forest City into a destination for mines, conferences, exhibition, mm-hmm. where they can attract a lot of uh, people. And also this will boost the business along the commercial mall in the Forest City. At the same time, when they go there, the hotel will benefit People will come and stay also in the service apartment. So all in all, if they can package the whole deal properly, I think Forest City has a good chance to revive again. I'm also curious, I mean, Forest City isn't exactly a place that is uh, difficult to get to, right? Uh, there's, there's highways, it's pretty much on the way to the second link to, to Singapore. What is it about that place that people don't seem to uh, want to take a detour there? Well, I think... Uh, Many people have not really gone to four cities to see for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a very scenic location with a lot of uh, photo spots. Uh, I believe uh, it can, the education and exposure should be done by the management so that people can actually go there and see for themselves the advantages and also the strong point of going there for an outing and also for shopping. It's a chicken and egg situation because if yeah. the populations are not there, or the consumers are not there, the shop cannot operate. But if the shops are not there, then the people will also not go there. It, it so sounds it, like it's a marketing issue, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's a marketing issue. And the management really got to look seriously into how to promote the area and, and not be caught in the chicken and egg situation. Samuel, thank you very much for this conversation. It's been really, really fascinating. On the property show this morning, I was talking to Samuel Tan, Executive Director of KGV International Property Consultants, Joho, giving us his insights on Joho Baru's property sector. If you've missed any part of this conversation, you can download the podcast on the BFM app, which you can find on the Apple App Store or Google Play. We are also on Spotify. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.